This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! And now... It sure is that time and plenty to talk about on the Halftime Show on Pulse 95 Radio. Terence Crawford, man, and Spence go at it. And you know what? What a boxing fight it was. Also, speaking about fights, UFC 291 was crazy. And that was something that a lot of us, you know, enjoyed watching. And also, if you checked out my interview over the weekend, it was with Jake Lewis, the Formula E um, racer. And he had the title in his hands over the weekend. So find out what happened in that. All that and more on the only place to be at three. The Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he loves to fire that fucker goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Is that time And you know what time it was It was boxing time Man What a morning It was yesterday Literally catching up With the boxing And the UFC We'll talk about the UFC A little bit later But boxing Really really Like it was something For a while One of the most positive things About the fight game At the moment now Was Crawford versus Spence Jr And and being able to watch that In its purities No You know No mind games No messing up No nothing No politics It was just straight Crawford outclassed Spence Jr. en route to a ninth TKO victory on Saturday in Las Vegas. Now, the debate is over over the best welterweight of the modern era, but Terence Crawford dominated. I mean, he was so sharp. He dominated Errol Spence on Saturday night, scoring three knockdowns and stopping Spence in the ninth round to become undisputed welterweight champion. Surely now, pound for pound, he is the fighter best fighter in the world and people are even saying that Crawford will even beat Mayweather in his day that's how that's how good Crawford is and I know normally it's easy to get carried away with how good someone is in that time that you're watching them but this guy man he was unbelievable and I think if if you watch the fight I think only rounds one and three would probably go to Spence and the rest were going to Crawford it was so sharp he was so on point with his jab it was it was amazing a slow first ra- round for both fighters Crawford completely took over the fight but the first knockdown came off a counter jab followed by a left straight into the second round to his credit Spence beat the count and continued to try to make something happen but Crawford was just too fast too technical and too powerful like it was again for the boxing purists you were in for a treat because you were getting to see you know the best of the best fighting doing their thing um, and and now they're talking about a rematch but by the way it wasn't that Spence was bad it was just Crawford was just too good and I'm sure now in terms of approach 
both being undefeated, now being undisputed. I'm sure both now will look into it and, you know, not alter their game plan, but definitely, definitely get themselves, you know, um, ready for, you know, what's to come up next. Because everyone wants to see that. Everyone wants to see the rematch. Some people might say, don't even bother Spence. That's how dominant Crawford was. But the way that Spence is, the way that his camp is, the way that his coach is, the way that, you know, his supporters and, and the people that train with him at the gym are, they'll be determined to right this wrong. And there'll be a completely different approach, even when we've heard that Spence was physically so superior to many, many fighters he's come across, you know, definitely, definitely um, something to look forward to if there is going to be a, a rematch. But with the win, Crawford unified the WBA, WBC and IBF titles with his WBO title and more importantly, closed a long-standing debate over whether he or Spence was the best 147-pound fighter of the era. Well, there it is. And that is exactly where we stand now in a dominant... Um, dominant i want to say contest but just a a dominant outclass from from crawford unbelievable unbelievable crawford who is also a former undisputed junior welterweight champion also became the first male to fight uh, a male fighter to ever achieve undisputed states in two weight divisions in the modern four belt era i mean that is something else and he said it means everything because of who i took the belts from showing the respect that he did they talked about me they said i wasn't good enough and i couldn't beat these welterweights so i just kept my head in the sky i kept my head to the sky and kept praying to god that i would get the opportunity to show the world how great terence crawford is tonight and i believe i showed how great i am unbelievable unbelievable Did you guys get a chance to watch it if you did text me on 4215 it's a lot or do or start up into my DMs at Omar Duri on Pulse95 Radio. We'll take a quick break and when we get back, we're diving straight into the fight action that we caught up over the weekend. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Duri on Pulse95. Oh, he loves the fire then! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Duri on Pulse95. Nice strike! time and if you're watching me in the studio i'm jamming to this tune <laughs> this is a tune and a half um we were spoiled for mixed martial arts boxing action over the weekend i, I have to say like yesterday uh, you know when you wake up early because you don't want someone to spoil it for you <laughs> and i say this because i'm that guy right so uh, i'm blessed enough to have people to message me as soon as something happens yo check this out did you see this whatever and and i knew the Crawford Spence fight was on um, shout out to my boy Derek in London he's always the one that's like telling me it's going to be on this channel it's going to be on that channel so I'm grateful for that and then I also knew the UFC was going to be on and then when you don't want to check something and you want to see it live but you have things that you need to run that means you have to make time to watch it before anyone tells you or before you check social media or you check WhatsApp or anything like that so that's exactly where I was at so I woke up yesterday 7 in the morning okay on a Sunday <laughs> and switched on the uh, boxing on the TV and then switched on the UFC on my phone and I thought you know what I need to be active so I got on the bike I didn't do much (laughs) I didn't do much but I got on the bike got my legs moving started to watch everything etc and I was just going through the motion right 
Um, then I watched the UFC 291. Now, I didn't want to miss UFC 291, but I also didn't want to miss the boxing. So the boxing was on the screen. This time, the boxing got the screen time. And the UFC was on my phone. So I was just going through that. And I didn't want to miss what was happening. So I kind of caught... What did I catch? I caught, like, when uh, Bobby Green just fought... Uh, Ferguson and you know Ferguson's a legend so I was like okay I just watched that uh, and I knew that as it got into it you know uh, Pereira against uh, uh, Blavich I can never say his name right but they, them two were were going at it and I thought wow man this is going to be amazing because we've seen Israel Adesanya try and move up weight divisions but not quite make it um, and and Pereira's, Pereira's just different man he's cut from a different cloth so he went up fought him won Again, these guys are monsters. So watch that. And I was like, this is so impressive. And then I was still watching the boxing. Um, then final fight was Gaethje, Justin Gaethje versus uh, Dustin Poirier for the BMF title, right? Um, again, I was like, okay, this is going to be good. Because I'm a big fan of the highlight, uh, Gaethje. I'm a big fan of his. And, and at the same time, I also feel Dustin Poirier doesn't get the respect that he deserves. But see, when Justin Gaethje loses, he never really loses because the fans are still behind him because they know he's going all out, you know, to achieve what he wants to achieve. So I was watching that and I was thinking, wow, how is this going to happen? Now in his camp, I think it's Trevor Whitman that trains him, Usman, Kamara Usman, who lost from a head kick in the, uh, to Leon Edwards, if you remember, the same head kick was land by Justin Gaethje on Dustin Poirier in that fight and even when you watch them side by side it is so freakish how they both fell the same way the feint of the jab into the into the head kick and it just looked so impressive man it was honestly just something else it looked unbelievable like i couldn't i couldn't tell you it's breathtaking when you see these athletes because you realize they put everything on the line um I watched that and I thought, wow, this looks unreal. And that's been pretty much the talk of the last 24 hours as everyone's been talking about, you know, Gaethje's head kick. Even though there was other performances, you know, Derek Lewis was amazing in his fight. You know, he did fantastic. But the, 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 the TKO round two with one minute to go, Justin Gaethje beats him. That looked amazing. Pereira, obviously on Blavich unreal uh, Derek Lewis on the Lima he just came out all guns blazing Bobby Green puts his the fact that he submitted Tony Ferguson um, that that was uh, that was really really dominant then you've obviously got um, Kevin Holland against uh, Michael Chiesa now it's the third time Michael Chiesa's lost that way through submission to a Darcy choke and now I think you'll have to really kind of take it back to the drawing board and see what he can do with that because it just we know when you see tech, technicians but they keep they keep losing to the same mistake and I'm sure you you know the the purists and the enthusiasts out there who know more than I do in mixed martial arts will be able to kind of identify that once you do lose in one in, in one specific discipline you tend to go back to the drawing board you bring on um, your coaches around the table you talk about you talk about it you see how you can better it and then you take it from there but I think that Chiesa will now have to bring in someone that can help him with that because Holland wins another one you know 25 and 9 and 0 now and, and he's looking he's looking very very good very very good and it sets us up now 
for even more exciting fights coming my, our way. UFC 291, if you got a chance to watch it, my mum, bless her, shout out to my mum. She came down, she said, you're going to talk about this tomorrow? Well, mum, there you go. I spoke about it for two segments. <laughs> anyway, love you, mum. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to keep up the music. We're going to play Extreme Ways by Moby, The Born Identity. This is The Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves to fire that What's a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! And now... Sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Dury. Thank you very much for tuning in. We've had an action-packed show today because there's just plenty to talk about. And that's what I love about the weekend. Once we do the Saturday show, then we jump straight into it. We have action on Saturday evening, then Sunday. And then at the same time, there's always something to talk about on Monday. But actually on Saturday, if you caught the show, I got a chance to interview Jake Lewis, who is the Formula E uh, racer. Man, um, he's in the UK at the moment. And he was just about to race for the season finale, which he spoke to us about on um, on uh, <laughs> on uh, um, on Saturday. Now, what actually happened is he actually won. Now, when I was talking to him the other day, he was obviously on his way uh, to it, so it was just before the race. But saying that, he was very. I'd say, you know, very relaxed about everything. He wasn't he wasn't someone that was, you know, getting carried away. He was he was he was very, very humble, you know, very humble. And I think also because he's had his wins and his losses in the past, he kind of thought, um, I'm gonna take it easy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too excited. I'm I'm just gonna be able to to kind of run you guys through it. Now, not only that, but he managed to to discuss exactly how it went so he had you know he had a lot of things on his plate coming in but he was also quite relaxed he was talking about kind of music he liked he was talking about what his what his approach was going to be and everything um and he couldn't believe it he could he genuinely could not believe it second place for jake dennis in the eventful hancock london e uh, pre was enough to win the abb fia formula e world championship with a race to Spare on Saturday night, becoming the first British driver to claim a world title at home. And we here got a chance to speak to him. And that is why I thought, man, that was just, it was great to see. It was, it was something that I think he deserved massively. And at the same time, you know, normally when you speak to people, you just hope like, oh, I hope he, I hope he wins, you know, especially if you like them. If you think, you know, that he seemed like a down to earth guy, seemed very cool. And he did. He did. He said that, you know, he said, I'm lost for words. It means so much to me. Uh, the boy's standing out there. We've had everything thrown at us, honestly. And it feels like everyone was racing against us. But we have just become world champions. And I'm so happy for him, the team and everyone. He said, we deserve this so much. And he said, I only joined this championship three years ago. And we almost won in our rookie year, but now to come back and have the year that we had, breaking all the podium records, he said, to become world champion is mind-blowing. And I really didn't think it could happen coming into this year. But full credit 
to my boys and I love them so much. They have given me an absolute rocket ship all year. And that's exactly what he said um, from that, which was amazing. Amazing. So happy for him. I'm really, really happy that he got a chance to to do that because it was it was a roller coaster. You can tell that he was trying to stay calm just before the race. And, and what I'm going to do is after... Uh, after this segment we're going to play a track for you then we're going to play you the segment that we spoke to him and interviewed him just before his race on Saturday so let me know what you guys think we have reached full time on the halftime show but we won't throw that whistle until after he has his segment here's a great track uh, Love and Wantiti and Dumebe on Mida Nike Remix enjoy people this is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.